0: Hi, Mike Gibson, Paul Ridker, coming to you live from ESC 2017. Paul, uh, two major publications, one presentation here on the Cantos trial. Uh, You know, you have really, uh, almost single-handedly, really spearheaded this uh, interest in inflammation and its role in atherosclerosis. And this has got to be a big day for you, you know, after decades of pushing this hypothesis forward.
1: Well, Micah, it is a big uh, weekend here in Barcelona for us. Uh, There's been a lot of people obviously have contributed to the basic science of this issue and seeing this through to the clinical end of this, Uh, but you're right. Our first major paper was 1997. It's exactly 20 years ago that we demonstrated that if you measure this inflammatory biomarker, what we now call high-sensitivity CRP, Mm -hmm. you could predict heart attack and stroke. Uh, it was 20 years ago as well. We showed that statins were both lipid lowering and anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. and it's now eight years ago since Jupiter came mm-hmm. out uh, mm-hmm. at the major meeting saying if your CRP was high but your LDL was low, you really ought to be on a statin anyway. Mm-hmm. But remember, what Jupiter did not tell us is if you lowered inflammation in the absence of lipid lowering, would you get a benefit? That's been the holy grail for this 25 years. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Cantos is all about. And how long uh, of a birth was Cantos?
0: I mean, how many years was that in the making? Seven or eight years?
1: Well, so right after Jupiter ended in 2008, we started thinking about how might we go that next step. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we actually were very lucky, Mike. We got two different grants funded. One from Novartis, which is Cantos, which we'll talk about, because that's what's coming out here. But we actually leveraged, leveraged that with the NHLBI to get our low-dose methotrexate trial mm-hmm. also funded. I, I wanted two swings at the bat to find mm-hmm. out if we reduce this inflammatory burden, might we get fewer events. And our NIH trial, the methotrexate trial, we'll talk about that in about two to three years if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, talk to us a little bit about the design of the study. Who was in and uh, you know, what were the endpoints?
1: Right. So Cantos was an attempt to say, let's divide residual risk into two different camps. Mm -hmm. So everyone's had a prior myocardial infarction, they all have atherosclerosis, they're on ACE and ARB and beta blockers and aspirin and high intensity statins, great. What the PCSK9 trials were was take the half that has what I call residual cholesterol risk and see whether taking the LDL down further worked. And as we all know, we got a 15% reduction with the PCSK9 inhibitor, great. That's residual cholesterol risk. Mm-hmm. That's not who we enrolled. Mm-hmm. We took the other half of the post-MI population, whose LDL is already quite low, mm-hmm. but their CRP remains above 2 milligrams per liter. The average in the trial was around 4. Mm-hmm. These people have what we call residual inflammatory risk. It's personalized medicine. Mm-hmm. You going to go that way or you want to go this way, depending on the reason the patient's at risk for a recurrent event. So our fundamental entry criterion was prior myocardial infarction And on a high dose statin, the CRP is still above two, and no prior cancer, anything like that.
0: And why do you think some people have this persistent elevation in their inflammatory markers? Is this just the uh, rheostat? of theirs that's off and they're just tweaked upwardly in terms of their inflammatory milieu? It's
1: very similar to asking the question, why do some people have very high LDLs Mm -hmm. and low LDLs? So Mm -hmm. there's a continuous spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are things that correlate with this inflammatory response. They tend to be smoking and obesity. And then there's a big genetic component to this. No matter how healthy one thinks one is, if Mm -hmm. you've inherited this pro-inflammatory response, you're a high-risk patient. Mm -hmm. And talk to us a little bit about the the drug.
0: you know, it's an orphan drug and quite expensive from what, it, what I understand. Where is it used and how sure. did you decide to use this drug?
1: So the drug uh, is a drug called Kenakinumab. It's a fully human, therapeutic, monoclonal antibody that targets interleukin-1-beta. Very narrow spectrum attack on this inflammatory cascade that by lowering IL-1-beta, in turn will get a reduction in interleukin-6 and ultimately a reduction in the biomarker CRP. So it's a very narrow spectrum Mm -hmm. intervention. The drug itself is used to treat uh, some very rare inherited genetic disorders that are overexpression syndromes of IL-1 beta. As cardiologists, we'll never see these cases. Mm -hmm. These are rare pediatric disorders. Mm -hmm. But for the kids who have it, the drug is really Mm life-changing. But the cost of the drug, uh, I think, uh, Mike, is really an irrelevant discussion because if this moves forward, the sponsor will have to give up their orphan drug status and it'll right. be a competitive issue. Right.
0: And uh, so what do you find, I
1: mean? Well, I, I have to say, even for me, I have to pinch myself, right. Mike. So we would've So what was your,
0: with, we talked about this earlier, your probability of yeah. success you thought going I, into I've this was... publicly
1: stated 25% chance this trial was gonna work. Mm-hmm. That's what we said from the very beginning. And then Wall Street <coughs> thought you were too optimistic. They <laughs> Walt, put it at zero. Wall Street gave us a zero. A zero, yeah. okay. Um, So look, what we found I think is is, is quite remarkable. Remember, the benchmark here is what does aggressive LDL lowering do on top of a statin? Well, that's the 15% that we saw in the Fourier trial. The uh, Cantos data look exactly like a PCSK9 inhibitor. Uh, We have the exact same 15% reduction for our primary endpoint. We have a 17% reduction for our secondary endpoint. But remember, we didn't change LDL cholesterol at all. There's zero change in LDL, no change in HDL, and about a 40% reduction in IL-6 and CRP at the two doses of the trial that gave us this benefit, the 150 milligram dose and the 300 milligram dose. What's also interesting is that In our ESC presentation, we're going to show data that describes the fact that lower is better for Mm -hmm. CRP, Mm -hmm. just like lower is better for LDL. So, Mm -hmm. the people who responded by getting the maximal inflammation reduction, that group now has a 25, 30% reduction in heart attack, stroke, cardiovascular death. And the other thing that's quite interesting on the atherosclerosis piece, Mike, is that uh, uh, the biggest winner here, the component of the endpoint, of our primary that was the biggest reduction was pure myocardial infarction. But we also tracked all revascularizations. It wasn't mm-hmm. part of the primary endpoint. But we have a 30% reduction in ever needing bypass surgery angioplasty. Wow. Now, that's interesting clinically, but biologically, those endpoints to me are the progression of atherosclerosis right. endpoints. Not and I'm that's like of course or what inflammation has always been all about. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty exciting data.
0: Wow. And then you also have the sister article, uh, which I thought was actually huge, in Lancet. uh, Talk to us about the lung cancer findings.
1: So uh, in the inflammation biology world, we've known for 20, 30 years that uh, our oncology colleagues talk about inflammatory cancers. Um, If you smoke a pack of cigarettes, you're inflaming your lungs. If you... uh, uh, sit on the highway and sm- inhale a lot of diesel fuel. You inflame your lungs. If you're unfortunate and have to work in an asbestos environment or a silica, you can get asbestos. All these inflammatory mechanisms in the lung drive activation of the same NLRP3 inflammasome in the lung, and they're all known to increase the risk of lung cancer. Well, we knew that at the beginning of the trial, so we established an oncology endpoint committee separate from our cardiovascular endpoint committee Mm -hmm. in this cardiovascular trial. Why we do that? Well, if you enroll patients with atherosclerosis and a high CRP, well, the atherosclerosis patients are very likely to smoke, either current Mm -hmm. or past smokers, Mm because we have a high risk of that, and CRP, Mike, is actually a good predictor of lung cancer Mm -hmm. for the same reason as it predicts heart disease. It's picking Mm -hmm. up the underlying inflammation. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we've given uh, three different doses of an IL-1 blocker, and we have to say in a randomized trial, uh, although cancer was an exclusion in the trial, there's undiagnosed small tumors in the lung, in the, in the bladder, in the prostate, in the brain, breast, that are equally distributed in all four arms of the trial. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the bottom line in the data that's in the Lancet paper is we actually saw with this canakinumab a 50% reduction Unbelievable. in all-cause mortality reduction for all-cause cancer. And it's almost entirely due to lung cancer. In fact, narrowly down to non-small cell lung cancer, that same inflammatory cancer caused by smoking. Uh, It's dose-dependent. So you go with about a 25% reduction, a 50% reduction, almost a 75% reduction in lung cancer, and about a 75% reduction in lung cancer mortality. Wow. But I have a big caveat, Mike. Uh, We wrote the paper very conservatively. We talk about it being an exploratory analysis Mm -hmm. because the wild card here is while it's incredibly interesting in biology about how the vascular function and this immune function affects cancer as well as heart attack and stroke, it's not yet clear that we can apply this clinically. We're gonna have to do many more cancer studies. Mm. We've turned the cancer paradigm on its head. Mm -hmm. Usually with cancer studies, you start with patients who stay with lung cancer, who've had a, a pulmonary resection, they got chemo, they got radiation, and now, you add something. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, we started at the very beginning. They don't Mm -hmm. even know they have lung cancer yet. Right. So, uh, if we're altering the progression and the invasion and the metastases of the tumor, we have to now think, well, might it work as a treatment, not Mm -hmm. as a preventive? Right. But the biology is pretty interesting.
0: Paul, amazing stuff too. I would say landmark and uh, groundbreaking, uh, studies or observations, congratulations. And uh, what do you think is going to happen with your other trial with methotrexate? What's your probability of success there?
1: Well, it went up. It went up. Uh, I think the really good news is that um, uh, what what Cantos will do is open the door for an enormous amount of fundamental biology. Remember, the bottom line of Cantos is in the absence of LDL reduction, we now know you can get event reduction by altering innate immune function. There are multiple other ways of doing this. Uh, Right now, the data is canakinumab, Mm -hmm. and it probably will be for a few years. Mm -hmm. But with any luck, uh, we'll find some other agents that might do this, perhaps oral agents, uh, our own methotrexate trials up and running. There's some coltacine trials up and running. Mm -hmm. The future is pretty interesting. Paul, congratulations. Great work. Very proud to...
0: I've worked with you for 31 years now. We were interns together. Now he's now he's supervising my son, who's an intern at the Brigham. So, well, thanks to all of you for joining us here live from ESC 2017. Mm -hmm.